You're ready to be premature wow, all impressive. over again. <laughs> wow, that's that's quick, impressive. Quick, quick, quick reset. Yeah. Quick reset. Last night was Ramos Jizz. Jizz. Who knew the job was pro bono? I was so high that um, I shit myself at some point. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, get still here. Somebody, somebody, everybody mute. Goddamn it, you're killing me. My SEAL Team 6 went to SEAL Team 12. <laughs> There's nothing wrong with punching above your weight. The punch you get better. Well, I don't know what's worse. You're a ginger or you've been vaccinated. You sit around and drink and solve the world's problems, right? Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. It is a new week. It is a new topic. It's not a new topic. It's a topic we've done every year, but we do it at a very specific time of the year. Uh, this is going to be a different episode. We decided, and, and in case you pay attention to the show, if you're an avid listener of this show, we do our A Spirited Debate podcast. We also have a sister podcast that the four of us get together, the Four Horsemen reconvene for that, and that's Liquor and Leagues. And we follow SEC football here in the South exclusively. Uh, we do picks each week for SEC games. We give each other shit. There's a winner. There's a loser. Uh, we have the Bananas Trophy that Mac has now won um, lots back of years in a row. Back to back I don't know uh, where the hell that thing is. I need to find yeah. it. <laughs> uh, Grinch Grinch won the first two seasons. He won the inaugural season back in 2020. He won again in 2021. And then I stole mm -hmm. 2022 from Denied him at the my last repeat. minute. Hopefully there's Bam. not some uh, parallel story to that. That's right. And then I, I was crowned champion last year. And now here we are in our fourth season. Uh, there's the bananas in our fourth season of liquor and leagues. Sweet, sweet here we bananas. are once again, following sec football, but because we also run our main podcast with a spirited debate, we thought we would do a hybridized version. One episode, we will use the spirited debate platform to discuss college football as it starts to unfold here in front of us this fall here in 2023. We'll talk about some of the things surrounding college football. And then we're going to jump into the liquor and leagues portion of it, where we will give you our picks for the upcoming games. And then moving forward, it will be, you know, the Espirita Debate episodes will be what they are, and we will be doing a standalone Liquor and Leagues like we have historically done in the past. But today we thought we would do something different. We would throw the two together in the hopes that maybe we can pull some of those people that listen to Espirita Debate into the Liquor and League side and vice versa. If you listen to the college football side of it, maybe you want to see what Espirita Debate is all about. So this is our way to put the two together, this one and one time only just to see how this works out and see if anybody likes it. So let's go ahead and jump into it. Gentlemen, how's everybody doing? Man, I'm so excited. I could shit chongle. Can we wow. watch that? <laughs> that no, I'm not that. paying to see. I am not paying to see that. That's going to be a bloody mess. Uh, I love the word money. I just said money. There we go. There's the spirited debate side of the house right there. Um, all right. So I'm glad everybody's here. Looking forward to this one. You know, we haven't done one like this. I know we do the spirited debate. We do the liquor and leagues, but throwing the two together. Let's see how this works out. Um, all right. So let's go ahead and jump into it. Here it is. Uh, you know, we, we do our drinks, but we generally don't do them on liquor and leagues. We do them on a spirited debate. So we are going to do them today because this is a hybridized show. So I hope everybody brought a drink to the table. I know I did. Sweet. I love it when the head nods occur. Uh, all right. So I will go first. I am doing what is called a, I was trying to find something football related and it was just tough. I found some, but you know, they were like, oh, if you're for the university of Georgia, if you're for Kentucky and, and I'm like, I'm not doing those. Uh, so I decided to go with something else. I'm doing a cranberry orange whiskey sour. And so it is simply whiskey. I am actually using angels envy. 
uh, Haas, you're welcome. I'm using Angel's Envy. Then it is cranberry juice, fresh squeezed orange juice, fresh squeezed lemon juice, simple syrup. And then you put that in a shaker, you shake it all up and then pour it over ice. So that is what I did. It said you can do a, a sugar rim, which I didn't want to do. I wasn't gonna. So that is what I'm doing. And I know I've already tried it. So that's what I'm doing. A cranberry orange whiskey sour. That is my drink for you, today. You, you do like that cranberry, right? You like to clean out that colon or Fucking keep the kidneys, kidneys clean, kidneys, baby. That's it. No yeah. bladder infection, no kidney stones. Mm. Mm. Yep, no yeast infections. There you go, buddy. That's it. I'm not making bread. You got yes, that sir. right. Oh, well, okay. Smart mouth. What are you drinking today? Uh-huh. That's you. You know who I'm talking to. I'm looking right at you. Awesome. What are you Somebody's drinking, taking brother? too long. <laughs> Oh, I thought you were talking to Mac. Oh, no. No smart mouth. I was talking to you. <laughs> okay. Because Mac was saying stuff. He was just muted. Oh. Well, I yeah. was staring at you. I wasn't looking at him. I didn't know that. Okay. All right, Haas, what are you drinking today? I, I kind of I, I did a riff on something. It's it's a riff on a Calypso cooler. So it's supposed to be like orange juice, peach schnapps, grenadine, and like spiced rum. But I used um, peach juice. Simple syrup, uh, uh, rum, dark rum, and a little bit of good Indian. That's it. He, like he it. did. He did a riff on whiskey over ice, and it's rum I did. over ice. That's right. <laughs> With juice, simple syrup, and grenadine, fucker. <laughs> okay. Because um, you know what I was gonna do? Syrup? I was yeah. gonna do rum on a cube. <laughs> I appreciate you bringing you know your what, a bro? game. You know That's what, what bro? I appreciate Come about you. Come, keep coming at me, and you're gonna keep getting basic ass bitch shit. Every like, keep week, coming right? on me. Keep coming. That's right. <laughs> what you're gonna go. get? What's this no, called? A, a Calypso cooler? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Sure. Sure, but you you modified it. I did modify it. I like that. Yeah, it's a it variant. Is. It's he's got a caveat to his Calypso cooler. Of course I do. There you go. All it right, you need to be a Calypso nor a cooler. That's it. What are you drinking today, brother? Well, I guess there's a theme here today because this is a Malibu sunset. Ooh, okay. Which is yummy. Malibu rum, pineapple juice, orange juice, and grenadine. So Ooh. we're we're clearly we're clearly on a theme here today. That's that it. is pretty too, by the way. Yes. Oh, it looks so pretty. Did, I would ask, did you make that drink? Yours looks nope. like frothy urine in a fucking <laughs> yeah, cup. I was going to say, mine looks like someone kicked somebody in the balls and then they just peed in this <laughs> cup. <laughs> Grinch's actually looks really nice and pretty. Yeah. Mm. Well, I'm I just drinking it up. Yeah, you did stir it up, but before still you did, looks it nice still layers. looks better. Still looks better. I'm drinking some big black dudes fucking <laughs> kicked in the balls urine. Wait, <laughs> I'm moving past that. That, Grant, that was very Mac. specific. Mac? Yeah. Mac, what about you, brother? What are you drinking today? So, so I did try and go with um, since I knew we were going to be discussing, you know, college football today, um, I did try and go with a uh, kind of a football themed drink. Um, is it a Kentucky Buck? Bud Light. <laughs> it is not a Kentucky Buck. I'm not a Kentucky fan. Gotcha. Uh, it is a suffering bastard because I think that's what we're going to be like this year. Yeah. Uh, unfortunately, if you're a Florida fan. Um, I don't know. So what the you, stuff I'm hearing is, coming uh, out of Gainesville, you may be wrong. What, bro, come on. What the fuck else are they going to say coming out of Gainesville? Come on. Say him. Come on. You could be wrong. You know, we're not going to be South Carolina. Don't get me wrong. But hold on, hold on, hold on. On that note, I, I think we're slated to win, what, two more games than you guys are this year? Do, do you really think that's do, – do you – Yeah, no, Look, I'm, I'm okay with – I think Florida will come out better than South Carolina. You think you're going to fare better than South Carolina? Yeah. 
about okay. college football, as we have said time and time again for three years, any given Saturday, any team yeah. can win. I mean, look, yeah, I don't I'm, like I'm I don't suffering like already. Schedule. I don't like our schedule. I, I was looking hurts. for some cocktail with the word hope in it. I couldn't yeah, yeah. find it. <laughs> I almost did a painkiller. Uh, yeah, there because, you go. Yeah. Look, anyway, sorry, Mac. You, you, yeah. Yours you is called one hit wonder. His is the suffering bastard, which suffering has been done bastard. before on this show. But go ahead, Mac. What yeah, is it? It's, uh, it's bourbon, gin, lime juice, Angostura bitters, yes. and then you top it with ginger beer. There you go. So, because I did get shit for doing Kentucky Bucks, and somebody said, oh, yeah, "There's all sorts of ginger beer bourbon recipes yes. out there." I and I am so proud of you for finding one. There you go. And Super basically there. made it's a Kentucky easy. Buck with gin. There you go. <laughs> All right. Well, before we jump into it, obviously, cheers, gentlemen. Looking forward to this one. Cheers. Mac, you cheeky bastard. Yeah. And let's go ahead. Let's jump into it. All right. So, college football, here we are. It is that time of year, August, September timeframe. Thank you, sweet baby Jesus. Jesus. I mean, does anybody else ever feel like it just. I understand they got a break. I'm I'm actually good with the break because it's good for my mental health and emotional health, too, right? But that last like month, six weeks before it starts up, I just I feel like I'm just chomping at the bit. Like it cannot get here fast enough. It makes, and, makes you uh, hot in your loins, bro. I mean, I start to get moist in places I'm not supposed to be moist. I'm not moist in places I should be moist. Like I mean, it's a problem. Well, yeah, I think you should I have see to go to the doctor. If you're, yeah, if you're having 100%. those kind of issues. Uh, yeah, I mean, I obviously definitely look forward to this time of year. Uh, aside from the fact that we get to hang out and do this show, uh, I definitely look forward to it because I'm always hopeful for something positive, you know, and, but, you know, let's, let's, let's temper expectations. Look, Florida, you know, coming off Billy Napier's first year last year. Yeah. How'd that go, by the way? Did you, were you guys happy with that? I mean, we we do a little like, you know, you know, in, I'm good with that. Yeah. You're in review. Cause I'm not sure we, we, yeah. we started out on a positive note. I mean, we came out of the gate. Everybody thought we were going to take that loss in the his inaugural game against Utah. They come Utah. into Gainesville. We win on the shoulders of Anthony Richardson. And unfortunately, college uh, pundits and analysts do what they do time and time again. They put all this emphasis on Anthony Richardson, and clearly he could not stand up to that. I mean, what was it? Heisman Trophy talk. This guy's playing the best games. And then – they just it didn't gel as the season wore on and then they started taking losses and yeah i mean they didn't they didn't finish the season the way you hope for it's his first year max says it all the time you got to give these guys chances but unfortunately in college football they do not like doing well, that well and not just that in the sec the the, the margin is so slim right yes. like i mean <laughs> you just don't have that the the opportunities you used to have where you could just let guys grit it out and kind of let them find their sea legs or whatever like you have to win you have to win now right yeah and i think so, they finished 6 and 7 last year right um so you know by all accounts under 500 you know so not a winning season you didn't even break even um yeah i can do the math 6 and 7 is not 500 well, bro i'm That's- trying to figure out why you had to say by all accounts it's not by all it is under 500. Your math is racist. Just move on. Okay. Your math is Regardless racist. or Jesus irregardless, bro. both work. No. Both are grammatically correct. No, they correct. don't both work. Look them up. They are both grammatically correct. Look them the fuck up. 
We you know, can I looked it up after you get. Oh, we can. Yeah, we can. Yeah, but we irregardless can. is absolutely. Stop! You're correct. fucking killing me, bro. Irregardless. <laughs> Stop! Don't be that guy. You're way too smart for that. <laughs> You're way too elegant. Way, way too intelligent. Don't be that guy. Um, so uh, just because yeah. just because someone says you should, just because the interwebs says you should, doesn't mean you should. And now look, see what I did here, Grinch. I ruined it. We're rolling into the new year from a Florida standpoint. I can't speak about Georgia or Carolina, but Florida, Graham Mertz is the starting quarterback right now. They are saying a lot of great things about his control of the offense and the way they've kind of pieced things together and the way they're working together. Apparently the receiving core is, is outstanding. Um, The defense is supposed to be really good. Now, whether that keeps him in games, um, I don't know. I mean, you, you've got to, we've said it. You got to work all three phases of the ball from offense, defense to special teams, whether or not they can put that all together, saying your quarterback and receivers are good and your defense is good, but can they work together under pressure? You know, it ain't what spring ball. You can't lose spring ball. You play yourself. So let's see what happens when you get out there and you start playing with the big boys. Yeah, I agree. I just, and to your point, I I don't think it's even really worth asking Grinch what his opinion was of last season. I mean, his team won freaking national championship for the second year in a row and looks pretty stacked to three Pete with that little, you know, powder puff cupcake playing the local schedule. Girl Scout troop schedule they got. Um, <laughs> yes, I, I won't dispute that. You, but, how, you look, how would they you didn't pick the schedule? They didn't pick the schedule. They're playing the schedule that was given it was to put them. in front of them, as we've yeah, said time and time yeah. again. You still have to win the games, right? The standard you know, footnote, and I mean, we've yeah, seen it, it, you know, you can lose to Georgia Southern real easy, you can lose to Vanderbilt. Shit happens, yes. So yeah, Boy, from your lips to God's ears, Mac. I mean, you know, the the thing I'll say is you know you're getting everybody's best shot now. Yeah, I mean, if it's the standard, which you're right the now it is the Everybody's standard, then you know you got teams like Michigan adding beat Georgia segments to their practices, you know. Um, and I mean, I don't think it's lost on the team. Um, you know, of course, the biggest thing is battling complacency and the whole mantra of like this team hasn't done anything, kind of thing. Um, yeah. Now, of interest, and you know. You sure it's not. Of, you sure it's not battling speeding tickets. No, it's that too for sure. <laughs> okay, just um, the you know is this fuel to the fire? Uh, if anybody watched game day, I didn't. Um, you know, three of the four picked Alabama to win the SEC, which was kind of interesting because Alabama is like in the four seed right now. I think behind LSU. I saying, are they are they that down <laughs> on like LSU? That? They're that that down on LSU in Tennessee because well in Georgia, you know. I so, know. I mean, yes, right. obviously aside from Georgia, but I'm like, wow. So we'll we'll see. I mean, Bama's uh, got a quarterback question, and right now they haven't named their starter at least as last I heard. So that's gonna. I mean, I think Alabama really needs. It's gonna be if the quarterback can be a Bryce Young, or at least in that department. And then for your Tennessee, you know, it's uh, – is um, Milton. Or Milton, yeah. Is Milton the guy, you know, because last year he had some accuracy issues, and I know he's sick and tired of hearing it. Um, but facts be facts. Yeah, that well, often – If you're sick and tired of hearing it, him. throw the damn ball to the right people. I mean, problem yeah. solved. All right. Be more accurate. Uh, but it's also, yeah. Oh, go ahead, Dor. No, no, I, I, 
please finish your statement because what I'm doing is going to tie some other things in. Okay. Well, I was going to pivot, so I'll shut up. Oh, uh, you know, and Haas, you make the comment. And then, Mac, I know you defended the thing. It's, you know, they didn't pick the football schedule. The, the schedule was picked. It's what's in front of him. But obviously, yes, and Grinch, you and I have talked about this. When you are kind of the standard bearer for collegiate football as the national championship back-to-back, you'd love to see them playing a stronger schedule. So when they win, you go, yep, I get it. It makes sense. Georgia right now, and this is right now, this snapshot before the seat, you know, as the season winds up, you're only playing two ranked teams, and that's, Ole Miss at 22 and Tennessee at 12. And then, and I'm, I'm only doing this, Haas, because you made the comment. South Carolina, you are playing five ranked teams right now. Now, who knows where that'll end up by the time you play some of these teams, but North Carolina at 21, Georgia at number one, Tennessee at 12, Texas A&M at 23, and Clemson at nine. And then Florida, same thing. You're playing five ranked teams. Utah at 14, Tennessee at 12, Georgia at one, LSU at five, and Florida State at eight. So, yes, you sit there and you go, why is Georgia playing the schedule? And I think I said this way back when, and Grinch, your response was, everybody's schedule's tougher because you play us. Yeah. And when number one is on your schedule, you're going to have a harder schedule. So uh, it's hard to make that argument. Haas, I get your point, and, and I can understand the frustration there, but Grinch is right, unfortunately. I mean, I think he's half right. In terms of like, uh, what I mean, what what is your argument then? Like Georgia playing UT Martin, Ball State, UAB, exactly out, out of conference. Exactly games. when you Who play you like out, to see out of conference, play? powder puff, play play the freaking USC's, play the Notre Dame's, play the Ohio State's. You know, play the play the teams that you know actually all put right, freaking right. depth and well, and shit on the field. Keep in mind, we did a home and home with Notre Dame. We had an opener against Clemson, so these things have happened. I think this is just a year where the shit all lined up this way right. because they were going to have a home and home with Oklahoma. Right. And that got, that, that got the SEC asked them to remove it. And what I will tell you is I think this year's schedule is what created the 2024 schedule. Because if you look at Georgia, Georgia's schedule in 2024, you have Alabama opening with Clemson. And then we play Florida Auburn, Mississippi State, Tennessee, at Alabama, at Kentucky, at Ole Miss, at Texas. See, that's what I'm talking about. That's the schedule. But so, again, Texas won't be an out-of-conference game next season, right? right. It would be this year. It but, won't be but, next but year. But the point is, is that's a big boy schedule. That, that's 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 the schedule. Where a big boy gets up in the morning, big boy puts his big boy pants on, and he goes play big boy ball. Right. It, the it, schedule they have this year. The schedule they have yes. this year is not that. <laughs> the schedule they have this year is big boy is going down to the local YMCA and he's playing ping pong against a bunch of freaking after school kids it, it, and it Girl Scouts. Two so, degree to a schedule. So, so, yeah. so let me ask you a question, Haas. Since you know, if they win a national championship, will yeah. you? Would you sit back and go, they totally earned it, or are you going to sit there and you're going to go, well, look at the schedule they played. Of course they did. Uh, yeah, I mean, look, I mean, I'd say they won and they earned it because they, you got to go out and play. But it's for me, it would be with an asterisk, right? Like it would be like, eh, yeah, you won, but who'd you play? Uh, I, I would say who'd in you response, you can't, you can't render judgment on that until you see who the SEC championship game includes. Right. Which then, who gets into the playoffs? Well, at the end of the day, way. you can smack little way. teams around. You know what? You're right. When you, you're right. When you got to tangle with the big boys, you, you have to get there, and then you have to get the job done at the end. You're right. Yeah. That's well, a fair play. And not only I that, that, I mean, we've seen time and time again when you're playing SEC conference games, it's any you know, it's anybody's ball game, right? I mean, we know Georgia's number one. We know they're tough, right? But you throw them up against 
you know, a Tennessee or a Florida or whoever, you know, on any Saturday night, who knows what can happen? Well, it ask Alabama about the fucking pick six that kept them out of yep. contending for another national championship. It, it just takes one game like that to fuck it up. And we already know the narrative going into this is everybody's like, we're going to look for anything because your schedule's so weak. So if, if you trip up once, it has the potential to be devastating. Right. And I get that. I get it. So, uh, but, 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 but I mean, I think it's fair. If you've won two national championships back to back, you should be on the microscope, right? Like, I mean, everything should be at a critical mass point from a, from a critical thinking perspective, right? Like, I mean, I think that's fair. Well, I mean, the counterpoint to that would be it's not the same team as last year. Yeah, you know, but I mean, come on, but here's the thing. Left and right limit. George really? is more, and you've got different people. George is, George is more of a, a plug and play position uh, situation now than, than even Alabama is. I mean, let's be honest. Your quarterback situation is actually on paper an upgrade. Yeah. Now, does right? that translate to the? I mean, field? is Stetson Bennett the greatest quarterback in UGA history? Yep. Is he probably one of the greatest quarterbacks in collegiate football history? Yep. But now you have you have a quarterback who's actually even better on paper than that guy. No, so you're right. you're you say right. not the same team, and I agree. I say probably better. But well, now you also have the added pressure that this team is going to be shouldering because you uh, can you make know, obviously mistakes. everybody's going to be gunning for them, well, and any little mistake will be under a microscope. You know, in in, in the irony of all ironies, tying in another topic. Is it the Pac-12 that probably has the most potential candidates, even though you got Michigan and Ohio State in the top five, you know, two, three, whatever they are, and you got the Nittany Lions in the mix. Beyond the three of them, though, I don't know who you have. But with Caleb Williams out at USC in the Lincoln-Riley, you know, offense for the second year, he's the Heisman winner coming back. You got Oregon, who's going to be tough. I think Washington's going to be tough. Um, there's some uh, Utah. We're going to find out a lot about Utah preseason yeah. AP 14. Oregon, Oregon did a bunch of offseason upgrades and like portal transfer upgrades. I mean, they're stout. And I, I have to imagine Dan Lanning remembers getting shellacked game one with an opener against Georgia 49 to three. I think they lost or something like that. So, like, so he, 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 I imagine that just, you know, was right in his crawl all offseason of how he was going to build the team with, a, you know, an increased toughness mindset going into this season. Right. So in years past, when you have looked at the breakdown AP preseason poll, mm-hmm. I mean, pretty much year over year, you can look. There's There's generally always seven to eight SEC teams in the top 25. Last year, I think there were five in the top 12. And this year, there are six in the top 25, only three in the top 10. So are other teams getting better? I think right now, the perception that I continue to hear is that Alabama is Alabama. And that's just kind of the mentality, right? As long as you got Nick Saban, there's a lot to to trust in. Brian Kelly with with Jaden Daniels coming back. At LSU. LSU's looking like a really strong contender. Kentucky, or uh, I'm sorry, Tennessee, Josh Heupel. At one point, they were ranked number one, lest we forget. Right. Uh, you know, everybody's kind of enamored with his offense and what it can do. 
and then Georgia. And then I think there's a lot of question marks with, it seems like a lot of people think Kentucky might have the most answers to those question marks with um, fucking what's his name is the quarterback there. I can't think of it. Uh, transferred. Anyway. So I think Kentucky is a team to watch. And I think with the remainder of the teams, it's a lot of who knows, you know, um, I think recruiting most of the teams have done decent, you know, to like, put some stuff in the cupboard there that they can draw from. And they're hoping is maybe first year impact guys. But I think that's why a lot of voters heads towards the known knowns, you know, right. And stayed away from the unknowns. Well, and again, like your team in the last few years, Georgia has had guys that have come out of just nowhere and you guys have just managed to gel and play lights out. That's not the norm. Like, like, Ha said, normally your teams that look that are are good on paper, that's who you expect. You don't expect people that have no name people showing up, walk-ons and whatnot. It's like to do what you guys did. Well, and, and I will say, you know, to the recruiting piece, obviously right now, you know, it's the number one class for 2024, but this is the only national championship team, I believe, and as long as I can recall that had zero coaching changeover with one exception being Todd Munkin went to the Ravens and Mike Bobo is now, now the offensive coordinator instead of like assistant or whatever analyst, whatever title they gave him. Right. It well look, if nothing else, players aside, you guys apparently have finally found your coach and Kirby smart. Uh Uh Uh-huh. I know you guys waned under Mark Rick for years and it was painful for you watching it year over year. Mm. It's still the most winning program and all the sec during that block of time top down side to side under mark rick under mark rick yeah i looked at this with uh with brother hoss uh with scruffy and yeah uj is the most if you look at that block of time mark rick was there he's still the most winning that was the most winningest program there it well, wasn't that he wasn't consistent he was just consistently nine and three consistently right. he couldn't and get two. over the hump yeah right yeah. it's yeah. just those the games he needed were the games that eluded him well right. I, I mean you um, know I remember this to this day because I was in Afghanistan watching it. The infamous driving against Alabama in the SEC championship to see who played Notre Dame. And the ball got tipped, and I forget who the receiver is, just instinctively caught it inbound, and the clock expired on like the two. Right. You know, who, and, and a lot of people have said like that moment is what changed where Georgia was going with its coaching. Because had Rick won that national championship, there wouldn't have been a change. Now, his health issues aside, because obviously he went down to Miami and then, you know, it, it, it came it's all the writing he, on the wall. He, he was dealing with some medical issues and right. ultimately stepped away from coaching. But, um, but yeah, I, what I was, where I was going to go is back to the Pac 12, a conference 108 years old who is losing, uh, freaking, who all are they losing? Okay, Oregon, USC. UCLA and Washington are all going to the Big Ten. Colorado, Arizona, Arizona State, and Utah are going to the Big 12, 12 which is leaving them with four teams. So the Pac-4. For all <laughs> Does four teams make a this conference? Is the, this is the potential uh, demise of a conference yeah. in like a year. Well, they've been talking <clears throat> about these super conferences 
you know, potentially the, you know, these merges and things like that for as long as I can remember saying, are we ever going to transition to that? Are we going to go to that? Is that something that's going to happen? And you, you are starting to see less successful conferences, teams in less successful conferences going, I want to basically jump up to the next level. And so they are starting to align themselves with conferences that are always in the conversation. Well, I think it's worth Problem. addressing, Mac, real quick, if I can tease in this article. We all know about it because we've shared it, which was in 1984, it was NCAA versus Board of Regents of the University of Oklahoma and University of Georgia was also a part of that court case, which uh, that said that the governing body of intercollegiate athletics couldn't restrain the trade rights of schools and their conferences. And that is what set the stage for all these TV contracts, which are ultimately what's behind all of this chaos in conference realignment right now. Right. The lawyer, Andrew Coates, came out and said he's convinced that the U.S. Supreme Court in 19... He convinced the U.S. Supreme Court in 1984 to allow universities to maximize football revenue, leading to a television-driven money grab and today's sweeping upheaval, and now looks back with regret on that landmark case, he successfully argued. So I would, I would, I would say, I know you said that that tipped ball and he caught it and time expired and that changed the landscape. No, that's no. I'm just kidding. <laughs> the case in 1984 well, is what I, did it. If you re, if you read all the way to the end of the article, there's a I, I one whoever that there was it was a seven to two vote by the Supreme Court, and one of you know one of the whoever I may have been Rehnquist who was the dissenting yeah. vote said, "You've won, but you know like you may not realize what it's going to cost or something right. along those lines." Um. And then somebody else said, look, if it wasn't your case, somebody else was going to bring the case. Like, there's too much money. There's too much money. And like it talks about, we went from seeing a handful of games on a few channels to now you can see just about any game if you can Every find game. the right package. Right. And as a viewer, I got to be honest, I'm happier with that. If I want to find a game, I can't. As opposed to like, oh, shit, they chose... Indiana versus Illinois is their prime time game. I guess I'm gotten, you know, I got to find it on like the internet or something, you know, kind of thing. But so, what they, the, the, uh, and Mac, I know you had something to say. The unintended consequences of that are as you as a viewer, you're like, fuck yeah, I get all the games. Like, and, you know, but the athletes are saying, but what it's doing to us, the travel we're now required to do, you know, people, they sign up for a school, they commit to a school thinking one thing, and then they get there and they see these subsequent schedules year over year. And they're like, fuck, now I'm traveling across the country. And I thought my parents were going to get to go to games, yada, yada, yada. So, you know, yes, it's beneficial for you, the viewer, but the athlete is something they didn't take into account and the pressure and things that that puts on them. And I get that. All right. So my, my, I know exactly what section you're talking about, which was the softball player from Oregon. Yes. My asshole response to that is, well, that's why the transfer portal is now so much more accommodating to players. However, comma, which conference are you going to go to now? Right. If but you want to that... play competitive softball and the Pac-12 doesn't exist anymore, I know that's not her fault, but in terms of what the schools are deciding, I mean, it's, if we, as we've said before, the football in particular at the collegiate level is an arms race. 
the more money you can put into facilities, the more you travel, the more you recruit, the more likely you are to land those, those big fish. Right. And so, I mean, it's part of the reason why FSU is kind of rattling the cage because it's looking across at Florida and going annually in terms of TV revenue, the ACC is not bringing in what the SEC is. So if we're net 10 to 15 to 20 million behind our in-state rival, how are we supposed to compete with that? I don't have the answer to that other than that's why teams are moving that. Right. Mac, yeah, what were you going to say? Sorry, I'll shut up. Yeah, just say we have run you over, Mac. I'm sorry. He's going to be like, I don't remember. I mean, it's almost like there's going to be like just two or three. (laughs) (laughs) I love you, Mac. I'm just fucking you, bro. I can talk to you all anymore. (laughs) No, I was going to point out, and and, and I think you guys were kind of headed in that direction a little bit there with that conversation is with this conference realignment and, and, you know, getting down to just a handful of super conferences, you're going to lose a lot of, you have the potential to lose a lot of great rivalries and create some really, really struggling rivalries, right? If you look at, you know, like in Oregon, if they went to like the Big 12, now, you know, you're looking at, okay, well, that goes all the way out to West Virginia. So you're talking about cross-country rivalries, potentially. And what impact does that have on, like, you know, we talked, you you were kind of touching on, you know, travel schedule and and the cost uh, to that. Uh, Other than someone in West Virginia will actually know geographically where Oregon is now located? (laughs) No, probably not, but, you know. Let's not get carried away. Um, so yeah, I mean, I think I, I I don't know. I almost I don't know. I'm gonna sound this is going back to banana ball. I'm gonna sound crotchety. I almost like the regional um aspect of, of having some of these conferences so that you can, you know, care about, you know. Look, I guarantee you there's people in California that don't give a flying fuck about the SEC. I mean, there's I mean, bro, crazy for that, but you know, I, I've been out there during fine. football so, season, and I'm going to tell you, USC and UCLA people do not get yeah, it's massive, and I and I get why because it should be, and they really don't give a crap. They really don't give a crap about the SEC. They don't. Vice versa, You're right, right? If you look yeah. you look in the South, right? You know, most people, oh, it's the SEC or nothing. You know, well, no, not really. There are other good conferences out there. There's other good schools to they can play football. Um, so I, you know, I don't know. I, I, I'm a little leery of this whole conference realignment into, you know, just a handful of super conferences. Um, I think I, it's it, it, it's a it's a situation of the rich just getting richer. I, I will say, you know, as you look at the conferences, so the Big Ten and the SEC have the two most lucrative TV contracts, and then I believe it's the ACC after that, maybe, and then the Big Twelve, which. It wasn't so long ago we thought the Big 12 was dead. So credit to them for turning the pay or like moving quickly. And I heard an analyst talk about this, which was the Big 12, when it heard the rumblings of what it was losing in Oklahoma and Texas, immediately said, we're bar- our bargaining power is increased if we're a bigger conference, which is why they made the move to add Colorado, Arizona, Arizona State, and Utah. And actually, I think, aren't they adding four other teams I may be missing? Um, BYU, Cincinnati, Houston, and UCF. On that, 
I, I wonder if we're getting to a situation like the NFL is where we're going to have like an AFC and an NFC. We're just going to have two massive conferences. Then you'll have and, East, and, and, and West, you have, North, you'll have South. Four, divisions within yeah, you have divisions within the conferences. I, I, I really feel I mean, like that's where be we're headed. To do because there's so many schools. No, right. because you have Division One, Division Two, II, Division Three, Division Four. Right? Even Division like, I mean, One, though. I mean, there's way more than one yeah it's not like NFL 32 nfl teams i mean you've right. got what 80 fucking division one schools or whatever it's like mm. oh at least right yeah so then i wonder yeah, if it's that, like that would you be... know, i wonder if you take something like it was like relegation like it is in the epl or you know like within well, you know i mean it used to be oh, the trying power, to sell relegation the to the americans <laughs> that's right right yeah, we don't drink five. no english tea bitches yeah yeah it was then, you're right it, you had then, the power five conferences and that's and what i think you really should have right is you're five conferences. The winner of each conference gets the automatic bid, and then you have one at-large bid for your six playoff spots. I, I guess I can't quite shed the critiquing the leadership of the conferences when they saw what was happening. Because, like I said, with the Big Twelve, with adding BYU, Cincinnati, Houston, UCF, they lose OU, UT, so they go from the Big Twelve to the Big Ten. You know, effectively in terms of number. But then they get back up to 16 teams in 2024, and they fixed it. Like they saw the opportunity, and for the Pac-12 members, I, I, I think say, they, but, I, but did they, they fix saw, it though? They because when you look at the schools you lost versus what you added, will it make you more they, competitive? Is what you're saying, but, right? I mean, that's your. Well, what I'm saying seems is like it's still 12, a net loss. The Big 12 went after basketball. Yeah, is what it did. Yeah, smart. Yeah, I get and that. And so as it thought about where it was heading, it said, well, maybe we're not on par. But keep in mind, I mean, you know, you had TCU that made it to the national championship, ignoring the results. But you pick up like a Baylor and some of these other teams. Well, hold on. Really That's strong. sweet of you to say, but ignoring the result. I mean, that was a fucking <laughs> They're not bro. ignoring the result. They know <laughs> exactly is, what happened. That is not how a national championship competition should, should be. Points, I think it was. Yeah, bro, but, come on. You can't say ignoring the result. Yeah. That was horrible. But they, were all, but they got paid. Yes. They got paid because yeah. they made it there. And so in terms of bargaining collective power, the Big 12 went from – Everybody like the narrative was they just sat there and they've been cannibalized and they fucking fixed it. The ACC held pat, right? Because I think they have 14 teams and you can argue uh, Notre Dame plays five. They've agreed to play five ACC games each year. But when the vote came before the ACC for Stanford, I may have been the remaining Pac-12 teams. I can't remember who all was included. It was Stanford. Was it Washington State, I think, is left? Oregon State? And I'm missing somebody. Um, Four of the ACC members voted no to include UNC, NC State, Clemson, and FSU because they said the value they brought to market was not worth it. Well, no offense, but you're also pulling in four teams from the West Coast, which means travel. Yeah, it's Atlantic Coast Conference. So now you basically have to change your your conference. Right. Right. Coast right? to coast I mean, conference. Oh. It would be what? There you go. You just sold it, Mark. What, what is it should start right coast, coast to coast, coast conference. conference. Coast to coast conference. But again, you have to look at those because now your travel's going to change, right? Again, what we go back mm-hmm. to, like you with the softball woman at Oregon saying, you know, look, we're Washington State. Now we got to travel all the way over to the East Coast or vice versa. Teams are yeah, coming out Rutgers there. Or whatever. Right. Yeah, yeah. And it's just like, look, at some point that takes its toll. Yeah. No, I, but I don't you, you're going to have to do it at the professional level. Now I know we're you know in softball there is no real professional 
Well, and again, we we, we make <laughs> the uh, argument at a professional football, at a professional level. You are you a professional football football player first at the collegiate level. Technically, you're a student first. Student athlete, right. Right. Student and so first. we're going, well, now these kids are traveling. When's the work getting done? When's the focus on the classroom? Let's be honest. It's never on the classroom. Not with some of these fucking athletes. It's not because yeah. that's not their bread and butter. That's not their intent. But um, yeah, I definitely think conference realignment. I'm, I'm excited next year to see Oklahoma and Texas roll into the SEC. Let's see how that plays out. Um, they, they may be, they may be going, uh, can we get into another conference real quick? You know, it's possible. Can we but... join the ACC? <laughs> it's like the SEC, but you know, so South Carolina can hard, finally, can finally be a, it's like a champion. The, it's like the SEC, but basketball. Right. Well, <laughs> I mean, that's what you have those, I, I imagine the rumblings of an FSU joining the SEC was a bit of floating some balloons out there. Sure. Now, Greg Sankey has said, we're good. We're in a very healthy place. And I don't think he's wrong. I mean, he, he's been accused of kicking this all off, and I understand that. But it, it was like somebody was going to make the move. He just did it first. And he brought in two teams who, frankly, felt that they were undervalued with the money they brought into the conference in the Big 12. And, and, and they're not wrong. What? I mean, ignore, ignoring all the emotions with the rivalries and all that, they're not wrong. Like, they bring in a tremendous amount of revenue which is why I think right now Florida State and Clemson are kind of muttering behind the scenes that they're not real happy with things. And I believe this was something floated, and I don't know if it'll happen, was like, could you construct a package deal with a Notre Dame coming in with a Stanford, a Washington, you know, state and – Yes, because but, Notre Dame is an independent in football only. Right. But they're ACC, they're 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 ACC affiliated in every other sport, right? Right, because they get a TV deal yeah. through football. Yeah. NBC, yeah. yeah. But um, I think, Grinch, you, 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 you kind of danced around it there for a second, but none of this is about sports. None of it is about the oh, – that's the money. It's all money. about the money. It's all about the money. Every last bit of it. And that's where, you know, you look at like a Texas, you know, with their contract, you know, their TV contract and exclusive rights, you know, with the Longhorn, Longhorn stand, Network down there. Yeah. Or Longhorn <laughs> Network. Yeah. That, that's a no brainer. And that's a coup for any conference that got them because right. it's going to bring in a ton of money. Yeah. And and again, that's what it's all about. Look, well, and that, that, sorry, Thor, go ahead. No, I say that's just one storyline talking about conference realignment because there are obviously a number of other things out there. Um, Grinch, I don't know if you had something to say about conference realignment before I pivot. Well, I did, which was this is also why when the SEC was negotiating the playoff, they were already pushing back against automatic bids for filling that 12-team playoff because the SEC had already kind of had an idea of who they were going to bring in. And they're like, if we've got three, four teams that are competitive, we want the opportunity to get in. Right. All Shouldn't be automatic bids. Right. Right. And so, and they, yeah. And they will do what they have always done and they will put a bunch of teams up and two or three teams will get into the playoffs every, every season and people will get pissed off. And so I get it. Uh, one of the other things I came across, which I thought was important and interesting was this time of year, obviously we go into any rule changes that occur. What did he say? Oh, okay. oh, he just said they need to go all in on like ultimate pickleball. Rugby. Pickleball, yeah. man. I'm telling you. Uh, I know why Haas is talking about joining the ACC. SC, uh, South Carolina's never won a, an SEC championship, and maybe they can win a championship through the ACC. 
So, yeah, but it'll it, never happen because okay. as long as as long as Clemson's there, it won't they're happen. never going to let you in. They're not voting. South Carolina you just won't want to let Clemson in. Yeah, uh-huh. there you go. Um, I didn't know this. Kirby Smart actually sits on the rules committee. He's the vice president, vice chairman of the rules committee for the NCAA. Did you know that, Grinch? I didn't, but I imagine that's a rotational. Uh, yeah, his rotational... Well, his contract his term expires in twenty twenty five. So yeah, I don't know how long he's been on it, but I don't need, I know nothing about it. So I'll just show. Okay. Two rules that are coming out this year. One, both of these I thought were interesting. The others, I was just like, yeah, because there are more than that. The first one is, and the greatest of them, they are doing away with stopping the clock when you get a first down. It'll go to what the NFL does. The clock will keep running and it will force a speed up in the game. And it will force them to start making more cognizant decisions about play calling because they won't get that automatic stoppage of the clock when they get a first down, which I think is great. I mean, that's one of the things we talk about here. You know, we said it about baseball, like, you know, games can go on for five fucking hours. Nobody wants to watch that shit. Uh, Football very quickly has gotten into this. They just get longer and longer. I mean, we've all gone to football games. And we know how long they can be with commercial breaks, timeouts, you know, things of that nature. So hopefully this will be a way. Yeah, Yeah. this will be a way to kind of speed things up. So, you know, obviously, originally, every time they got a first down, the clock would stop. Now that's going to change. The other rule, which I think probably won't have as much of an impact as people imagine it does, teams will now be prohibited from calling consecutive timeouts. So you will no longer be able to do that, which historically they've done during like trying to ice the kicker plays. They've got three timeouts at the end of a game or something, and so they will just call them back to back to back. They will no longer be able to do that. So, you know, some of the other ones, you know, there's second half warm act, act second half warm up activity guidelines have been established, including where players can warm up after halftime, so on and so forth. Uh, drones will not be allowed to fly over the playing surface while teams are warming up. So, you know, some silly ass shit. But I think those two, especially that that clock stoppage, will be an interesting one, and we'll see how that plays out this year. Because they're just so it's ingrained. You get a first down, the clock stops. It gives you a chance to reset. You know, they move the chains and then the clock starts again. Well, now the clock's just going to keep running. So you better get there and be prepared. Yeah. And if you're a junior, you know, like a sophomore, junior, senior that's been playing college ball, right? You know, you might see some issues, you know, with delay of games and shit um, this year because of that. Right. Or you have to take a timeout because you're unprepared and just going, you know, you start burning through timeouts, that becomes a problem. Um, I, obviously we don't want to run long in the tooth because this is a hybridized, uh, format. We do need to jump into the liquor and league side, which is the picking of the games. So before we do that, anybody got any final thoughts on football as we ramp up here in fall of 23? I'm just excited for it to start. Excited for it to start. Agreed. Uh, but I also, I mean, to Grinch's point into the whole kind of, I, I feel like the, the tone of this conversation is, I think we're in an evolutionary stage and have been for the last season or two of where collegiate football is headed and for good or bad. I think we all love it, Uh, but I'm interested to see where it, where it lands because it could end up being an ultimate shit show. Or it could be the great, or it could be the greatest show on earth. I I don't know. I, I, there's, there's a wide array of, of, of where this lands, I think. Yes. And as long as we have JJ McCarthy and his girlfriend, you know, it's going to be a good thing. Does season. anything else matter? <laughs> no. so. Fair play, so, I'll be the I'll fair. be the creepy old guy. Dude, no, fair play. Well, bro. you're already kicking people off your lawn because that's who you are. Right? So, all right. So here we go. And it's bro, you're not you're not old and you're not creepy. You're just a guy with 
good taste. Age on you and slightly Just good taste. You're just, you're just acting glasses. your age. Just <laughs> acting your age, homie. Do I need to zoom in on that for you, brother? No, I'm good with the readers. Okay. All right. Uh, so here's Liquor and Leagues from last year, season on, three. I'm not seeing anything. I'm sharing it. Is everybody not? else not seeing anything? No, I see it. I okay. See it. Okay. What the fuck? I see where I don't know what to tell finish you. last. Uh, so here we had Grinch, 89 total wins. Haas, 88 total wins. Me, 90. Big Mac at 82. Uh, and then you can how, see how, our, our win percentage. I don't know. I don't, I don't, fuck it's your computer, bro. I'm here. You're 6,000 miles away. How the fuck do I know? look you may not have changed your automatic view of the screen like yeah Yeah, i just yeah i just uh i just uh alt tabbed to it because there we go all right cool so that was last season so now we jump to this season so what what, so what happened you won what was last year last year i won Mm-hmm. That was last year. What What are you asking? What's your question? I, I was just looking. So the percentages. Okay. Oh, I'm sorry. Oh, because or you didn't have just, I think he wanted to rub salt in uh, Grinch's wound. So, <laughs> okay. Okay. I mean, it was, still any... pretty, it, it was still a one, two, three close finish. I mean, that Fuck was, yeah, a, it was, that was, a, that was, it was, a, it was a, a one, two, finish. three, seven close finish there. Yeah, it was. <laughs> I mean, you know, Mac, fuck you. I got the I'm double coming for you. you. Uh, look, I think this is the season, Mac. Honestly, I was hey, thinking about this the other day, football. man. Thank you very much. You came in second place, I'll fantasy keep... football. Yeah. And I still won it. First loser. <laughs> <laughs> Number one loser. Yeah. That's right. First loser. So let's jump into the new season. So obviously, as always, I lay this out. We are ready to go on down the line. And then here we will be at the end of the year, end of the season. So uh, week one, and for all of you out there, we are starting with SEC football. And unfortunately, Mac wanted to make this apparent to all of our listeners. We only start with SEC teams we care about. So even though Vandy has already played Hawaii, Mac wanted to make sure we started with SEC teams we care about. So that's why this episode is being recorded and aired just like a day late since uh, Vanderbilt and Hawaii have played. But Mac was dead set. I'm, he's like, I'm not I'm not getting on this show and, and talking only about Vanderbilt. It ain't happening. God damn right. So <laughs> here we are. Uh, we all like did pick. Albatross. We all did pick offline. We all picked Vanderbilt. Uh, they were, uh, I think, a 17-point favorite against Hawaii, but Hawaii yeah, but actually had it tied up going into the fourth quarter. And then Vanderbilt scored in the fourth quarter and, and wins 35 28. So Vanderbilt does pull up the win, pull off the win there against Hawaii. We all have one win in the book. So right now we're a hundred percent by all accounts, Mac, we're a hundred percent. Even game according to players. Right. I quit. You quit. Um, <laughs> so rolling into, uh, and, and honestly, it was an oversight on my part. I actually thought August 31st was the first day of SEC football. I missed that Vanderbilt was playing Hawaii. So that's a hundred percent my fault. I fucked that up. Do you so know they, they called it week zero? Have y'all seen that before? Yes. They've been doing yeah. that the last three or four years. Okay. Yeah. Which I, is I, why I, game day didn't even, they did it in studio. They didn't even go to a campus because it's technically week zero. So yeah, this, this coming week, the 31st of August and then the 2nd of September, the, the, the 31st of August through the 3rd of September is technically week one of football is what they're calling it. So, um, all right, so here we go. So, uh, I was first last year. Grinch was in second, Haas in third and Mac rounded out in fourth place. Mac, I, I believe this is your year. I don't know if you'll win, 
but I think this is the year you pull yourself out of the gutter and you make the a bananas run. makes makes a trip somewhere else. That's I think so. that's my goal this year. I'm feeling it, and and a co- obviously in honor, I got the blue and the orange for that reason in the background. So uh, we're going to be running three specific days. The 31st, we're going to have two games. Then the second of September, we're going to have like ten games. 11 games. And then the third of September, we're going to have one game. So we're going to make our picks. We're going to run down the list and we're going to go through them, make them here. First one, even though Vanderbilt's already played. And then we're off to the races after this, it will be a liquor and league standalone episode each week. And we will do our picks. We will give each other shit. We'll talk about games, upcoming games, past games, and we'll be off to the races as we always are. So is everybody ready? Let's do it. Let's rock out with the cock out, baby. Uh, I know I, I tend to run as commissioner. Does anybody have a specific way they'd like to do this and order they'd like to do it? And do they care? Well, I mean, it's the same thing as before, right? Like you won. So you go first, mm-hmm. right? Then Grinch, then me, then Mac. Just making sure everybody, nobody wanted to change. Cause I know I, I get derided no, sometimes. Because, no bylaw you know, changes, right? So it's one opportunity to change. Yeah. There were no same rules thing. changes. Yes. For, no, for no rules changes in terms of that. Same thing as last year. Right. So, um, oh, and then we do have, because Mac, you were kind enough to throw it out there. We do have the UNC Charlotte 49ers. They are off league this season. Uh, Grinch uh, is lucky enough to have a daughter that goes to UNC and another one that goes to NC State. Mac has a daughter. Which really that really has absolutely nothing to do with UNC Charlotte, but okay. No, and Mac has a daughter that goes to UNCW. And so we thought, hey, what Again, another North Carolina school, <laughs> another North Carolina school just made sense. So we are going with the UNC Charlotte 49ers. Uh, so here we have the off league for that. That's our tie break. So we'll make that pick next. All right, let's jump into it. So game one, Florida, Utah, Florida goes out to Utah to play number 14, Utah. Did you guys see Cam Rising is listed as the starter? Did yes, that. I did see that. Now he is coming off an injury and you got to ask yourself. Torn ACL in January. And they are six and a half point favorites over Florida right now. I don't know if that will change. Haas, do you know has that shifted from the last time they said no, anything? No, hold on. I just switched screens. Give me a second. Uh, I am looking at the current ESPN. It's nine and a half points. Okay, so you, it has changed. Utah. Yep. Okay. Um, I'm going to hate myself, but I'm going Utah here. Um, again, there's, there's nothing more painful than to have you make your picks based on your head and not your heart. But when you are the defending champion, Grinch, you know this better than anybody on Liquor and Leagues, that suddenly you got to start making decisions to kind of hold on to that crown. So I'm going Utah over Florida. Florida's got to travel out to Utah. They uh, are a favorite, unfortunately, against Florida. So I'm going to err on the side of caution here and not come out of the gate with a fucking loss, hopefully. If Florida wins, I'm happy with that. If Utah wins, then I get my win and it's good too. South Dakota, Missouri. I'm going Missouri. Tennessee versus Virginia. I'm going to go with Tennessee. They're ranked 12th. They are Virginia's coming in to play at Leland Stadium. So mm-hmm. I'm going to go Tennessee. I'm going to go Kentucky over Ball State. I'm going to go Ole Miss over Mercer or Old Piss. Auburn over Massachusetts. Arkansas over Western Carolina. Miss State over Southeast Louisiana. UT Martin over Georgia. I like it. Texas A&M over New Mexico. I don't know why I did that. Hit the wrong button. Uh, Alabama over MTSU. And then Vanderbilt over Alabama A&M. 
let's see if our Vanderbilt can get two and zero right here after week one. And then we get to South Carolina, UNC, UNC, uh, they are playing in South Carolina, but UNC is ranked 21. South Carolina is unranked. I would just say this. They're not playing in South Carolina. They're playing in Charlotte. Charlotte. Oh, so it is neutral territory. It's a neutral site. I apologize. I was given misinformation. I I, I will. uh, Yeah. I I, I don't know. Maybe I gave that to you. I ended up learning it was in Charlotte. And um, I will say for that game across the board, for this game and FSU LSU, the spread is two to two and a half. Uh-huh. So it's in game. I'm, is I'm actually, I'm actually seeing as low. I'm seeing as low as one and a half. And game day is in Charlotte for this game. Uh huh. I believe that's correct. Yeah. It is factually correct. Yep. Um, I'm going to go with South Carolina here. Get you some, son. I, you know what? I may not pick them a lot this season, but this is one I think they can do. And again. You know, we say it's not a home game, right? But I mean, both of these teams are so fucking close to Charlotte. Both, yeah, both, I think it's, it's like gonna, an hour and a half. Both drive. fan bases are going to travel because yeah. it's close. Yeah, because it's yeah. yeah, it's an hour and a half. I think you said yeah, either for, way. for either school really. So. Um, I, I like what South Carolina did last year. I'm hoping they will continue. I mean, anytime the whole of the SEC comes up, it benefits everybody. You know, and I'm, I know they're going to be turning around and playing Georgia in week three. I'd love them to go into that game undefeated and and at least make Georgia earn something right here at the beginning of the season. So I'm going to go with South Carolina. And then finally, LSU versus Florida State. LSU is fifth. Florida State is eighth. I'm not going to – I'm not going against the SEC on this one. So, you know, fuck Florida State. I'm going LSU. So those are my picks right there. I've got them locked in. All right. We ready? Yep. Grinch, it is to you, brother. So you may you may make changes, but let me do this. Uh, yeah, I think honestly, I, there were two I was on the fence about, and for the sake of time, I won't drag out the others. Okay, I just focused on those two, which is Utah. I mean, it, it all comes down to Cam Rising, hundred percent. Um, and I know he wants this. I know they want revenge from last year. Yeah, they took a punch it's, in the mouth last year. It's in Utah. Um, and, and Utah's a tough team. They are a tough, like, blue-collar. They're there. They, you know? they won their conference last year, didn't they? Yeah. yeah. I mean, they bludgeoned the teams that were more finesse teams, basically. Like, hey, you think you're going to come in here and push us around? No, you're not. Um, I, I, I think Florida is going to play them tough. Um. But yeah, I'm going Utah. Okay. And then, yeah, so Tennessee, Kentucky, Ole Miss, Auburn, Arkansas, Mississippi State, Georgia, and um, yeah, Vanderbilt, yes, Alabama. The UNC South Carolina game is the one you might imagine is the one that I'm just like, oosh. Um, Head or heart, Mays, brother. Well, it, 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 I mean, it's a two and a half. So, I mean, the head's only hedging so much there. And it, <laughs> I guess it comes down. <clears throat> to you know drake drake mays and spencer rattler right um and on paper i feel like drake mays is ready um you know mac brown's a solid coach it's i i kind of like the way south carolina closed out last season yeah with clemson Um, especially yeah i mean they showed they showed a lot of things that if they carry over into this season, South Carolina will be a really solid team. So I think I'm going South Carolina here. You are. Okay. 
Uh, I didn't know if the family tie to UNC maybe might have something to do with it or not, but apparently not. And then FSU LSU. Listen to the podcast. That's fine. Okay, FSU LSU. <laughs> man, oh man, oh man. I think they're both going to come out, and I think they're going to rumble. Um, I'll be honest. I didn't think LSU should have won the game last year. I think I picked Florida State, and they hosed me. Mm-hmm. You want redemption? I can change that L to an F. No, I'm going to go LSU. Okay. <clears throat> Nobody wants to do anything drastic right out of the gate. It's like let's let's be careful. Let's let's you know be mindful. It's a long season. There are 13 weeks. I don't want to take a bunch of losses unless Mac Mac may just blow us all away and be like, I'm going with all the off teams nobody sees coming. Hey, we're gonna see what these two teams are all about. So unfortunately, like we've got to wait and wait and see. Well, and again, when you look at a lot of these teams or or these matchups, the only teams we're really gonna get a real understanding about are going to be Florida, South Carolina, and LSU. Everybody else are really playing powder puff games to get their season started. The, those three specific matchups are going to make them declare their season right away. You're either going to start with a win or you're behind the sticks yeah. already in week two. By so, the way, I just pasted in that site. They aggregate everything so you can okay. see it. You can actually watch it changing. Perfect. All right, so there we go. Grinch is locked in. Uh, Haas, we move to you. Third place last season. Let's see what you can do this season. I know I pasted them in. You feel free to tell me to change anything you want. Florida, Utah. Yeah, it's the same three, right? Like, I mean, it's it's, it's the Utah, Florida, the South Carolina, UNC, and the LSU, Florida State. Those are the okay. big three. Yes. Um, and I think, yeah, I mean, I think if 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 the Florida game was in Gainesville. the swamp. Yeah, if it was in the swamp. Or a I neutral probably- site. Or even an site, yeah, and, and I don't know. Uh, I don't know, man. I, I, I'm not sure Florida's still there yet, especially the way Utah's coming off. The, I, I just feel like there's cultural differences where, like, Utah's kind of riding high and Florida's still trying to find their sea legs. So, for me, it's 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 going to be a Utah win on that okay. one. Uh, Nothing which makes else me changes. Sad. I, I hate I hate to choose against the SEC. I, I'm the same I just way. do. It just, it just stings me in a way that makes me agitated. Um, South Carolina, UNC, I'll come back to because obviously, yes. Um, Florida State, LSU. Uh, I'm actually going to go uh, Florida State here. Um, the fact that it's home for them, the fact that I think they can be – I think this is going to be a knockdown drag out. It's a pick em, right? I mean, it's like it's one and a half, like two and a half points. And so uh, I want to try and come out of the gates a little bit early and get a leg up on you, you fuckers. <laughs> So Do you want me to change it. South Carolina to UNC too? Nope. Eat a bag of dicks. No, I just checked. Um, this- actually, you know, so here's the thing that you probably, I don't know if you know or don't know, but um, the main wide receiver, uh, Juice Wells, for South Carolina has actually been injured recently. And he's a big part of that offense. And so I know UNC is mildly favored. What is it? It's not even two, two and a half. Two. Yeah, right. It's nothing. Um, <clears throat> but again, Vanderbilt was a 17 point favorite in Hawaii. And, yeah. And barely walked out with a W. Yeah, yeah I know. Um, I'm going to stick with South Carolina because I'm a South Carolina homer and I can't help myself. Understood. But I am concerned because the whole reason Spencer Rattler came back was because Juice Wells came back. And the whole reason Juice Wells came back was because Spencer Rattler came back because they were really looking forward to how they could help 
build on last year with each other and with him, with, with Juice Wells being injured, you know, that, that leaves me with some concern. Look, that's an offensive problem. I just got one question. Yeah. Is your special team showing up this year? You know they are, bro. Fucking okay, out. just checking, Just checking. I mean, I'm, I'm worried about, like, you I think. You don't get turnover like that on elite special the only, teams units. <laughs> you don't. True. You don't. And, and, here, and, and here's the thing, just for those who give a shit, the only position that South Carolina has not got massive turnover on is their internal uh, defensive line. Like, we lost, like, in every aspect. Like, Jordan Birch went to Oregon. He was a five-star. Fucking bounce went to Oregon, which that killed. I don't know, man. We'll see. We, our run game, like, is questionable. I, I mean, I don't know. Maybe UNC is the pick here, but I just can't bring myself to make it. I hear you. Look, I, I like Grinch said, I like the way you guys ended last season. Yeah, it's just I'm carry. hoping I'm hoping you can carry it into the first I, game. I do too, season. because it's like it's like Grin said earlier, or maybe it was you, uh, Thor. You know, every time the SEC does good is it's great for all of us. Yes. You know, it's great for the conference. And you want the conference guys to win when you're not playing them yourselves. Right. And it just makes any win in the SEC more meaningful when the whole of the SEC is elevated. Hundred percent, because it goes to that argument of, well, you know, that's great. They're so-and-so team in the whatever conference, not in the SEC, but did you play SEC teams every week, week in and week out? No, you didn't, no. motherfucker. Right. All right, yeah. brother. So you are locked in. There you go. The only off pick for you is is the LSU Florida State. Yeah. So we will see how that plays out. All right, Mac, here's your chance to shine, brother. Uh, it is your turn. You are last in the rotation. It's a new year. It's time. It's to a new Mac. That's it, right. No more yeah. bottom feeding, brother. Right. I mean, Haas likes bottom feeding on Friday nights, but for you, no more bottom Bro, feeding. Not just on Friday nights. That's just the night I really like to get in there and, you know, Do put on work. the elbow pads, put on the, the goggles, you know, put on a little Vaseline on the lips. Fucking get to town, son. Let's do it. <laughs> All right, Mac. Let's focus on you. Yeah. So we can flip. That's how we off. were. Haas <laughs> <laughs> was. Um, Touche. Uh, flip Florida to Utah. Okay. I just, is that painful? Again, it, it's very painful. It is painful. Um, I, I'm with Haas, right, and everybody else, right. If they, if this was a home or neutral side game, I might think differently. But you know, first game of the season, traveling across the country, high altitude, you know, all that stuff could play into not bringing home a win. Yeah. So, but yeah, but I'm at the end of the Utah. day, we all went Utah. If Utah wins. That's a that's a one in the win column for so us. Watch. If Florida wins, if Florida wins, you, you guys are happy. We benefit. Yeah, you guys are yeah. happy fuckers. Yeah, and we don't lose ground, so I'm okay with that. All right. Yeah. Uh, I'm assuming South Dakota. Uh, you want Missouri? Missouri. Yep. Uh, Tennessee. Yep. Kentucky. Gotcha. Ole Miss. Heard. Auburn. Arkansas. Miss State. UT Martin. Um, I'm gonna go Georgia. I think it's a tough one, but yeah, okay, okay. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, is Texas A&M still in the shitter? I mean, honestly, I I didn't even bother to check where they're at. I know last year was not the season they had hoped for. Yeah, but I mean, they, they they're gonna beat New Mexico. So, oh, I'm not saying I mean, that. I just yeah. meant as a whole. Does as a anybody whole. know? Okay, I, I don't know. <clears throat> okay, nope. Uh, Vanderbilt, Alabama, UNC. LSU. He fucking did it. Uh, somebody had to. Yeah, he did. 
All right, we, we are locked in. So, yeah, the only two games now that are going to be different are the UNC-South Carolina. Mac went UNC versus the rest of us at South Carolina, and Haas went Florida State versus the rest of us that went LSU. So after week one, we're going we're gonna to see how this plays out. We may not have a clear leader because Mac could win the UNC game and Haas could win the Florida State, and you guys are still tied, so we won't have a clear winner. But no, no, we will because Mac <clears throat> chose against South Carolina. Eat a bag of dicks. Oh, okay. Well, there's that. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I love you, buddy. Uh, so there we go. Week one is done. It's in the books. We have our picks made. We are back, boys. Liquor and Leagues is back. I'm excited. I look forward to this do every we year, guys. Off team yeah. yet? Or we do. Yeah. We'll get there. Okay. We'll get there. What, what conference are they in? Uh, the they AAC? are in the uh, AAC, along yeah. with USF and all of that shit. My yeah. alma mater. ECU, I think. Yeah. So, all yeah, right. There's some, there's some actually decent teams over there. My problem is when I look at this, I go, I don't know fuck all about some of these teams. Like South Carolina State? What the fuck do I know about them? Mac, who is South Carolina State any good? Uh, I don't know, but I can tell you that for, for UNC, it is the start of the Biff Pogi era. Uh, he takes over for Nate McMillan after last year. Um, Has he got the team dialed in? Uh, I think he does. I think he's got a great starting quarterback in Jalen Jones. Um, he's a senior. And if that name sounds familiar, he was initially draft or not drafted, but but recruited by uh, the University of Florida. Spent a semester there before transferring out. No. Um, so the kid's not a slouch. I mean, he's bounced around a little bit, but you know, I think I think he's got a team now that, that he can actually play for, and he's got the starting job uh, coming out of the spring. So uh, I think they're uh, they're 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 going to be tough this year. Mac, I love this bit. I love, I love that you, I love that you, sir, are dialed in to this shit. <laughs> now they are coming off a three and nine season out of Conference USA, so uh, they're clearly the going to have their work cut out for them in the AAC. The new coach smokes cigars, wears cut off t shirts, like he's walking a dog on Little Beach. Nice. <laughs> Self. Self-made rich via success as a hedge fund investor. <laughs> well, 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 I'm not hearing a problem yet, Grinch. Donating the... 500000 of his salary back into the program. He's not coach prime time. He's coach big time. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. If, if he should have got that article right to itself. <laughs> I, would, um, I would go all in on UNCC uh, at that point. Who, and this is, this is UNCC's coach? Biff Pogi. Biff yeah. Pogi. Wow. How do you not love that name? Or is it Poggy? Maybe it's Poggy. No, Poggy loves the Stogies. <laughs> yes, we're getting shirts made up for that. Uh, <laughs> I'm sorry. All right, Mac. So what was their season last year? They're coming off a what? Three and nine Three and out of nine. Conference USA. Okay. Um, awesome, because new South coach, Carolina State is – quarterback. South Carolina State was three and eight last year. Oof. So this one appears to be bottom feeder versus bottom feeder. It could be anybody's game, but they're playing in Charlotte. So I'm going they're Charlotte playing at, at the, you know, Jerry Richardson Memorial stadium. Fuck it. I'm going Charlotte here. They're playing at home. I don't home. think it's both, actually the Memorial stadium, but it just sounded really cool. So both I think teams, got a little concerned, like really? Yeah. Both teams clearly need to get their shit together. Maybe that one of them's done it this year. I don't know, but both teams. Yeah. Not looking great last year. So I'm going Charlotte Grinch. What about you, brother? <laughs> it's funny when you said what you said there at the end of how uh south carolina state did i was like uh, <laughs> i'm gonna go charlotte 
Their wins were against Virginia University of Lynchburg, North Carolina Central University, and Bethune-Cookman University. Yeah. The, the rest of their the rest there. of their losses, let's see, 56 to 10 lost to Central Florida, 41-27 loss, 50 to 10 loss. Oh, they played South Carolina last year. They lost 50 to 10. So uh, I mean they they took some beatings last year. Okay, I'm going Charlotte. Uh Grinch, what about you? Yeah, Charlotte. Charlotte. Uh Haas. Yeah, I think since I picked South Carolina to beat a North Carolina team, I'm gonna pick this team to offset that to make the the, the universe on un- balance. Oh, square. So yeah, I'm gonna go Charlotte. I like, I like Charlotte, it, Thanos. Yeah. Yep. All right. Mac. Oh, I'm taking I'm taking Biff and the Niners. Taking the Niners all day long. All right, there we go. Locked in. Bam. So our, our tiebreak league is now underway. Okay, Liquor and Leagues, season four, 2023. Mm-hmm. I'm excited. Happy to be here. It's going to be a good one. Hope everybody's ready. Strap it in. Strap oh, up, strap yeah. in, strap oh, on. Strap it on. Just don't strap Get it some on. Shongle. That's it. <laughs> That's it. Strap That's it, it on, lube it up. Let's go. Haas is wrapping some uh, cellophane around his face. He's ready for some bottom feeding to begin. Mm. Mm-mm. <laughs> Elbow pads are on, wrist guards are there for the carper tunnel. Yeah, can't have that. All right, gents. Well, there we go. The first episode of Liquor and Leagues, our hybridized episode, a spirited debate and liquor and leagues is in the books. We are done with it. After this, it is a, you know, a spirited debate, liquor and leagues, both standalone episodes, but this is our first and maybe only hybridized episode with the two. So hope everybody enjoys it. Maybe we'll pull some listeners in from either side of the aisle. We'll see what happens. As always, thank you to all of our listeners for tuning in. Thank you to you three gentlemen for being a part of this week in and week out. I love you guys. I love doing this, and I cannot wait to do it again next week. And go Gators. views, information, or opinions expressed during the A Spirited Debate podcast series or any affiliated podcast are solely those of the hosts or guests involved and do not represent those of people, institutions, or organizations that the host or guests may or may not be associated with in a professional or personal capacity unless explicitly stated. While guests are invited to listen, listeners acknowledge that they are not being provided professional advice from the podcast or its guests. The content within the parameters of A Spirited Debate podcast series or any affiliated podcast are for entertainment and educational purposes only. Any views or opinions are not intended to malign any religion, ethnic group, club, organization, company, or individual.